Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mark Boris. Today I'm joined by a young entrepreneur. That's right, young who has started a successful cosmetic business called Sparkling White Smile. Alison Egan, and she began her teeth whitening company four years ago when she was 20 years of age, just 20 years old. Mad, that's great. And has built it up to 12 franchisees around the country. That's 12 different businesses she's created around this country. And she now has more than 30 staff and technicians. I want to talk to Alison about how she used the social media to build her business. Now, by the way, this is particularly suited to uh, social media, and how she's going to deal with the nature of the cosmetic industry. Cosmetic businesses are pretty peculiar. And what are the latest trends and how does she fit into them? So let's get into it. Alison Egan, welcome to The Mentor. Thank you for having me. No worries. And now I can see you've got a really bright smile there. Uh, <laughs> and this is about uh, smiling, I guess. So, but uh, you're a young girl. So when are you first, how old are you? I'm only 24. Only 24. <laughs> wow. How long have you been in business for? Five years now. Five oh, years Oh, it's my now. fifth year this year. It's your fifth so, You know, you started when you're 19 or 20. That's mad. Um, tell me, I, I want to know about you. So you know, to be in business for yourself, like that's a big deal, especially when you decided when you're 19 or 20. <laughs> Take me back to when you're a young kid um, and your parents, where do you live? You know, what's the deal? What, how come your mum and dad in business? What's, Nothing. What's, what's going on? So when I was younger, I used to do, I used to play sport. I was very into sport. I loved sport. I was always active. But um, yeah, no, I never in my life thought that I would be. Are you competitive? Yes, very. <laughs> so, okay, sport. So sport's always a good sort of uh, cue into people's personality. Yeah. Um, when you say you're into sport, it's funny you didn't sort of say, look, I was into books or I was into videos or I was yeah. into schoolwork or whatever. Yeah. First thing opening stanza here is I was in a sport when I was younger. Yeah, I was biggest tomboy ever. So you're a tomboy? Yeah, massive. Okay. <laughs> and you don't look like a tomboy. So <laughs> for those anymore. people who are listening, this is a young lady who's very pretty and she's poised and, you know, nicely dressed, etc. She And, you know, she presents herself, as she should, by the way, being in the industry, industry she's in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are talking about a tomboy. So for all you mums and dads and all of you kids who are, to- who are girls are tomboys, there's hope yet. <laughs> Uh, so, tomboy, what is that? What does a tomboy mean to you? Not necessarily tomboy. Like, I liked playing football. I was. What's football? Soccer, rugby league? Um, rugby league. Rugby league, yeah. And then I think I was 13. Did you play rugby league? I did. I did. And I was like the little fast girl. But yeah. 
As soon as I turned 13, my dad said, it's game over. You're not doing it anymore. Your brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got an older sister and a younger brother. Are they the same? No, completely opposite. All three of us are completely different. Did, did, did any of the, did you play footy because? Oh, my were... brother played, but he's younger than me. So kind of we did it together. We're only 11 months apart. Right. So, yeah, like we were always really close growing up and my sister was a little bit more into the book side of things. Like she was completely opposite from me. But yeah, then I played representative netball as well. Um, and I just, I just loved sports, did swimming, anything could get me into sport. I'd just do it. Really? Like, yeah. so you just, you, you, is it because you're a competitor or you just didn't want to do schoolwork and you I thought that's I don't even know what fun? it was. I just, I just, that was where it gave me that love and what, it, where it was always playing sport, always going to the gym. Still to this day, every day I wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, go to the gym. You go to the gym, yeah? Yeah, I have to. And, and it, it, when you go to the gym, like, uh, what are we talking about here? We're talking about, uh. Well, now it's F45 more like, yeah, yeah, now it's more 45 minutes, F45, because time frames. You do F45? I do, actually. Yeah, I love it. Um, but that's because it's fast, it's quick, it's, you know, I can get in, get out, and it just stimulates my brain for the day. Yeah, so you're, yeah, so you, are you doing it because, um, I mean, I look, you're in a, you're in that um, demographic, that social environment, 24 yeah. years of age, yeah. lots of girls in your, lots of boys too in your age group, they're <laughs> following people who they aspire to look like. It's it. I don't know. To me, just I'll be straight up. I, I sort of feel as though it's a very um, egotistical um, age group. Yep, definitely. Um, and you know, to some extent, you could even say it's, it appears shallow. It's probably not shallow, but it just appears shallow because it's a quick, easy thing. So yeah. And clearly, you're in teeth whitening. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. When I was, you're only young. I shouldn't be saying that for any. But when I was, when I was a young guy, like. Whitening your teeth, my God! Um, you would never have thought of that when I was your age. Um, unheard of. Uh, so unheard of. It's still so, to this day, it's pretty unheard of, to be honest. You reckon? Well, Everybody now, on television's got their well, teeth whitened. Now I mean, it's I watch Channel Nine. Big. There's not one person that haven't had their teeth whitened. <laughs> We've done most and they of them. And have a spray tan, and they're all got blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, it, it's sort of like to me, it's nearly a nearly a parody. Yeah. Um, so, but tell, just explain to me, because I mean, yeah. I'm an old fellow. I need to get. I need to understand, understand. this demographic. Sure. So. The people that you are talking to in on all your very socials and, mm -hmm. and, and just your generation. Yep. Explain them to me. Like, what are they doing? What's the deal? Why, why are they interested in gym, body, clothes? Yeah, what, yeah. What's the deal? It's just social media these days. It's definitely like every, they watch other celebrities doing it. They're watching everybody else do it. I, mean, I never heard of a celebrity when I was a kid. Like, yeah. I didn't know a celebrity social when media. I was your age. Definitely. So I don't even know what a celebrity was, or there probably wasn't any in Australia. I don't know. Maybe we didn't have any, but like <laughs> we certainly didn't have access to overseas ones. So is it because of social media? But why so. is that social media become so appealing to your generation? I mean, it's when when I don't know. I feel like when we came into when it came in, that was the generation that came in. It came in for. And I was very lucky with my business to be able to take social media to my business. Obviously, you've recognised yeah. that that's what yeah. that what is a demand in your generation. Yeah, I mean that's clear. Yeah. Um. But how? But what? My, my, I don't know. Do you ever do sort of? I mean, you got girlfriends, obviously, and you got boyfriends and stuff like that, and family and yeah, cousins and all that other sort of stuff. And you know, I see you got Sweaty Betty, who's your agency. Yeah. Um. So what? What? I mean, you know, to be honest, like personally, I'm not really a big person on social media. 
like I was just lucky that I started a teeth whitening company and my business took off on social media. But for me personally, my personal following, I've never been like that. I've never been like to copy someone else. Well, that's or what I'm because you're a tomboy yeah. playing rugby yeah, league. That's what I mean. And I, now it's you're just, doing it's totally teeth whitening. Not, it's totally like that wasn't me. It wasn't the social side of things. I just wasn't like that. I literally put an Instagram up and I just put a few photos up of my before and afters and it kind of just grew that way. So then the social media took over kind of the life and that's what the life that now I live. Yeah, did you live that life? No, I don't live that life at yeah. all, but, you know, massive impact on social media. I don't yeah. live through social media. I still live my life. A lot of people, I don't even, like, show my own real life on social media. Does it help that you're pretty? <laughs> I think, no, it's not that anything no, to do, do with pretty. Be honest. No, I think it's poor personality. I'm very warm. You um, how do you get personality at Instagram? <laughs> at the end of the day, like, Instagram does only shows half of who you are. So what happened is I would be able to sell my company. I'd be able to put my teeth on. I'd go to someone's house and I'd do their teeth and that's what would sell. It wouldn't be the whole one, two photos that I'd post. It was more word of mouth. And I think that's... But if you look like, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever... I don't know who you look like, but I, but if <laughs> I am wearing makeup today, mind you. No, no, I, I get that, but girls always do that. I, I, and I would know the difference between someone wearing and not wearing, but, but, but like if, if I, I just, yeah, I, I, I get really sort of flipped over on this sort of stuff. I don't quite understand the demographic that we're talking to or that you're talking to that we're talking about and your demographic, the people who live in your, in your world. And I know, you, I know you said to me right at the beginning that you were a tomboy, which seems to me, um, the, diametrically opposed to who you are talking to or sort of to what you're creating. A girl who's 12 or 11 or 12 playing rugby league with a brother who's a little bit younger, running around, little kid tackling other little boys and girls because you would have been a mixed team. You had boy and girl there. And then sort of to evolve into someone now who's doing teeth whitening and yeah. and gets up five o'clock, does a gym cell. You know, you probably got the real cool gear on. I mean, I'm sure you look right when you go to the gym. You don't turn on your old rugby league shorts. No? no, it's not like well, that. How do you think it works? I feel like it's just, it's more my personality. Like I've always been like well-dressed. Even on the footy field, I was still very well-dressed. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. You're always. conscious of that stuff of when course. you're a kid. I've always been that type of side of things, but you know, in regards to being the tomboy, maybe like now I do dress as a businesswoman. I am a completely different person today. But I still, if you know, gave me a footy field, I'd be, on, I'd be playing with you. I'd be playing cricket on the back with my family. Like I'm a big family person yeah, in yeah, regards yeah. to that. So, but you, it's in other words, you're, you haven't lost what it is that really is at the heart of you. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you recognize a business opportunity. 100%. And that you know the role you've got to play in that business opportunity. And I'm very myself. Like, I, I'm not someone that I'm not. I'll never be someone that I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you do, I get that in personality sense, but you do fit the bill because you're perfectly dressed. You've got the great smile. You're a nice looking girl. You're slim. You know, obviously <laughs> you fit, all that stuff. I mean, which is sort of the aspirational thing that every, every other girl and boy wants to be in your demographic, which is why it works. I mean, people say, wow, I, I want to be like that. Yeah. And because that's part of it. I mean, that's, that's a big part of Instagram 100%. and social media. Like, I, I mean, like, I want to be part, I want to be like that. Because yeah. you, you're the best billboard for yourself, 100%. your own business. 100%. But at the, ba- at the back of it, though, you're saying you maintain who you really are. 100%. How hard is that to do? Not hard at all. Very easy. If you're always who you are, you're never gonna, it's never going to be hard. But ha- where did you get that from? Is that your parents? Um, I come from a very good family. I do. I'm very supportive, mum and dad. And, I don't know, they always brought me up to be who you are and go and chase your own dreams. And, you know, my parents are the ones who funded my help, helped me fund my company. 
I wouldn't the be bank of mum and dad. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, it was a really small investment, but you know, when I first went to my parents, I said, "This is this is what I want to do." At the time, I was studying to be a nurse, um, and I was working as a mental health health worker. And um, when I went to my, I had a dream that I was going to get my teeth whitened, and I went to work the next day. I actually couldn't afford to get my teeth whitened at the dentist. And then I had this massive idea. I've always been really creative growing up and like I love drawing as well. So like all those like creative. And I, I want to go back there. So that's important. So 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 you weren't just a, like a tomboy. <laughs> just a very creative person. You I like just, to draw. Yeah, I love drawing. Yeah. Love drawing. What other creative things that, do you like to that's do? That's it. Like I love like organizing new things and like one one thing came to another. I just started teeth whitening and then all of a sudden I knew that you know, I needed to add on to um, teeth wipes because the gums were starting to hurt. So then I invented the, the the teeth wipes as well. And it just little things come from little things. And I love I love thinking and I love going outside the box. Okay, because so everyone who's listening to this, <laughs> or a lot of people listening to this, are asp- aspire to do be in business for themselves. A lot of them are working in banks, etc., and yeah, government or, or whatever. And they think themselves, "Wow, I'd like to do the same stuff." I mean, yeah. and the reason we get guests in like you, Alison, is because. Yeah is for you to inspire these people, motivate them to actually get off their tush and do something. But a lot of them, by the way, shouldn't get off their tush and do something. They should stay where they are because a lot of times they don't have what it takes. Okay? 100%. And what we're trying to get out of you today is what is it about you? Yeah. Apart from what I'm looking at, what is it about you inside of you, right yeah. inside your head? Yeah. What you're born with and where does it come from? So yeah. is what I want other people to examine about themselves. So. You, you grew up in a good family. Well, that's that's normal. When I say no, normal, I come that's, from a that's working class thing. family. Though. Working class family. I don't okay. come from any entrepreneur. I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. So you know, they just support. Like, and I think it's more they just supported me in the right things. Do the right things. Go. You know, if you're going to do it, do it a hundred percent, or don't do it at all. And that's always my personality. From being in this on the footy field to where I am today, it's either I work eighteen hours or I don't work at all. It's funny. I got a thing written down at home on a piece of paper. It's on the front of a book, actually, and I stuck it on the front of a book that says. Mm. Whatever you choose to be, it's okay, but be bloody good at it. hundred percent. So, yeah. so you, I love that. so you say your parents were not entrepreneurs, are not entrepreneurs. Your brother and sister are uh, different to you. Well, my sister now works for me. She's my EA and my brother works for the government in okay, so council. I wonder where this person comes from. Like, uh, I don't understand what, where was your moment where you, I mean, apart from the fact you're creative and you're competitive. Maybe they're the only two attributes you need to have in order to become an entrepreneur, a business person at, at, at a, a younger age, a tender young age. Yeah. What do you think? Is there anything I'm missing here? Like, I mean, all the people listening here yeah. uh, uh, and who are trying to be inspired by yourself. Yeah. What other things do you think that helped you become what you are today? I think not giving up. Um, so you're, you, you've got, you, you're endure, you've, yep. you're relentless. hundred percent. Yep. Um, you know, working the hours, putting in seven days a week, literally all my friends, I was 19 years old. So all my friends are going out every single night clubbing. You know what? I would be home by 11 o'clock. I'd still make it. I still make sure I never miss my friends. I never miss family events, but I always had commitments and that was what was different. So okay. How did you get out of it? Cause I mean, that, that's a tough thing. Sort of saying your friends, oh, I got to go. It's 10 30 yeah. or 11 o'clock, whatever. Because I didn't care. I didn't care what everyone else was doing. I didn't, I didn't. Were you always that way when you were a little kid? Yeah, I've always been like, you know what? I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to do, I'm going to go and do, if it means I have to get up earlier, I'm going to have to get up earlier. But I always had the respect for people. I always did the right thing. I always made an event. I always, you know, never missed anything, but I always knew that tomorrow I have a better, I have a day on, I've got the commitment on and I'm going to make sure I make it. That's interesting, by the way. By 11 o'clock, they wouldn't fucking know what time it is anyway. They don't know what, <laughs> they're, they're normally not, going out at 11 o'clock. They don't know what time you leave. They don't, they don't say, oh, shit, she left 11 o'clock. They wouldn't know because at that stage, they're half pickled. And uh, so, I mean, that's the truth. Like, yeah. 
I'm the world's greatest fan. I might just sneak out of joints, but yeah. I just my timing is perfect. I just yeah. always go to the bathroom. I just keep going. Yeah. And and and, and can I, well, I mean, does that mean you don't drink alcohol? Do you? No, I definitely don't yeah. not drink, but I just know my limits. You do everything. drink, yeah, yeah. Of course. So you're not some sort of. Um, I'm not like some big nerd that doesn't yeah, yeah, do anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 that's important. That's important. <laughs> yeah. for people listening. So you know, you do you do enjoy. So if you do have a drink, yeah, you have like a social to go life train. as well. You have, have a really good. So how does your social life fit in? Social life, you make anything work. I believe that you have this 24 hours in a day and you can make anything work that you can do. Do you know what I mean? Like I've always been like, okay, well, if I go to see my friends at 6 o'clock, I've got 6 to 7 to go to dinner and then I'm at work at 9. And I just make it work. So that means you're well structured. Very well structured. So Normally. You, yeah, yeah, normally. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you're allowed to have days where you just go mad. But like, but and these are the sorts of things I teach in my master yep. class, by the way, or I talk about in my master hey, class. Hey, I'm so, coming to that, do you know? Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. So... Do you, yeah, because these are the habits of successful people. It yep. doesn't, it doesn't mean you're going to be successful, but they're the habits of successful people. So yep. they're inclusive. They're not, um, yep. they're, they're not, uh, guaranteed. 100%. But what you, so if you know you've got a busy week, you sit down, when do you sit down and think about, okay, today is a busy day. I've got to see Mark at, uh, you know, eight o'clock. I want to go to the gym first off. I've yep. got a trip in. How do you structure your day? When do you start thinking about it? Do you do the night before? Or do you do it the yeah. first thing in the morning? So the majority of the day, I actually finish work at 11 p.m. most nights. And then I get back to the office and it's normally about 1 and then I get back by 1.30. And then I go to get up at 5 a.m. That's literally every single day. On Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I now head to Melbourne. I have a house in Melbourne and I work in Melbourne. I'm growing Melbourne as much as I want to grow Sydney and stuff like that. So I already know what de- like how it already is structured. I'm very structured every single day. I know what time my meetings are for the week. Every Monday, like there's structured meetings in the morning. And then I know how I go. My EA, obviously behind the scenes, I have the most amazing team. Um, and I only would hire people that are smarter than me. I'd only hire people that are better than me or in those particular roles. I know where I, where I'm good at and what my, what my, um, attributes are to the company, but also know that I have to have special people in special areas. And that's what keeps me going. Okay. Because I often say to people, you know, you've got to work out where your strengths and weaknesses are. hundred percent. So who taught you that or did you just knew about it? Um, I think over the five years I've taught myself that, but you know, I came from nothing. Like you got to remember not $1 in my account, nothing. So I did the, I was the accountant. I was the bookkeeper. I was also the, the PA. I was also the worker. So from the bottom, I've done everything myself. So when I was able to, you know, afford to have an assistant, I was like, hey, this is how I do it. And then when I finally got my accountant and I got my lawyers and I got this, I said, this is how I run it. And like, I hope that you guys can bring beneficial to my company, of course, but this is how I like it done. And I was able to do it from the bottom and I kind of knew what I wanted to do. When I when I had my technicians, well, every single girl in my team, if you do look, I have, do have clones of me. I've taken on a lot of, yeah, I do, I do. And they're all amazing. But, you know, because I've trained them in the way that, like, I like the company run and I have, that's the culture of the company now. Oh, that, that's a that's interesting. In good, in good startups, having people in your own image, I think, is a good way to run a business. I'm, yep. I, I don't know if it's a good way to do it once your business is really mature. Hundred percent. Having people in your own image, uh, yeah. Because now you don't yeah. get any, you don't any, get any cross fertilization. Yeah. Um. But but at the same time, in the early stages, um, yep. having employing people in your own image is actually, if your image is right, is it? I don't mean the yeah. way you look. I mean the no. way you are. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. But but but. But in but, saying that, I, I'm going to cut you off there. Um. In regards to the technicians, because it's like a very surface, um, surface-based job. That's the reason why we have like you know the look of the like the girls that come in. They're all beautiful. They're very 
warm-hearted in personality, but whereas in the office, that's where I have the, the big cross where it's like they're actually all in their own positions. I'm marketing manager. Me and the marketing manager have absolutely nothing in common. We don't, we don't, we don't have, you know, that's not our both fortes. My EA, she's a, an executive assistant. That's what she's been doing for the last 20 years. And that's where my business started to like really pump up that way. Right. Okay. Well, we gotta, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to go and have a break. <laughs> and then when I come back, I want to talk about the business. I want to talk okay. to you about your business plan. I want to talk about your business model, your financial model. Yeah. And I want to talk about what you see the future for your business. Amazing. As you know, my focus is all about supporting Australian small business owners in just about every aspect of business life, at least where I can. And the Mentor Podcast Series is one way of doing that. To further help support businesses, we've created Mentor.Business. Now, this is about helping business owners sell their business. This is about business selling, business sales. Mentored is a website which is full of resources and tools to help you learn from the experts, ask questions to a range of mentors, and from a variety of business fields. It gives you opportunities for deals that we've secured exclusively and a list of businesses you may want to buy. And by the way, you might want to add your business there to sell. In each episode, I'm going to profile different aspects of what's available at mentored.business. And today I'm going to welcome Matt Holland. Now, Matt's the CEO of Mentored Business Sales, Mentored.Business. Matt, tell us about the business this week you've decided to profile. Thanks, Mark. Look, it's uh, it's hard to pick one. We've got so many great businesses coming through. We've got a uh, a great business in Sydney's inner west, uh, childcare, 30 places. Uh, it's a great starter business for anybody looking to go into the childcare business. What's 30 places mean? 30 children, uh, children not right. to five, yeah. Right. It's a, a great starter for a lot of people looking to go into the industry and Look, it's a very popular industry, the childcare industry. It's um, and you make money out of childcare. Oh, absolutely. Um, and if you've been in the childcare industry, if you're a teacher or anything along those lines, it, it, you've got a passion for this. Uh, it's a perfect starter business. It's you know you can finance this type of business, which is great. It's very hard to finance a lot of businesses these days, but with childcare, the banks still have a, a you know a passion to uh, to finance these types. Uh, and look, it comes down to the numbers. If you've got thirty places, you've got thirty children, and you can do a great job with those parents. Uh, you, you've got a great business, a good sustainable business with good regular income. Okay, and where is it again? Uh, inner West. We've actually got two right. in the Inner West. Are they both Sydney for sale, North. are they? Both for sale. Both you can buy them door. separately? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can buy them separately or uh, or together as okay. one unit. Well, okay, so what we're talking about here is like if you're a buyer out there and you're looking to get into business and, you know, for whatever reason, you could have been made redundant by a bank. By the way, you might have been an ex-mortgage broker. You might have a bit of cash behind behind you now and because you don't think you're going to have any mortgage broking business anymore because of the Royal Commission. You might decide you're going to get into childcare. And I guess in terms of demand, there's lots of kids coming through, particularly in the inner west. Um, it's funny, we had a podcast here uh, a little while ago where we were talking to um, a, a woman who runs um, dancing classes. And it seems to me, from what she was saying, is the greatest demand from people with money is in the inner west for things like childcare, dancing, and all the extracurricular stuff. So, Maybe that's the game, to have a childcare centre out in the West where it's growing. There's lots of growth out there. Matt, I want to thank you very much. I want to see you next week, mate. I want you to find me another great business that we can put out there to the buyers out there who want to get into small business, mate. Thanks, Mark. Look forward to it. I'm back here with Alison Egan. This is the second part of our podcast. And Alison's set up a business called Sparkling White Smile. First and foremost, where'd you get the name from? I was laying in bed one night and I thought I'm going to start this teeth whitening company. And 
I thought, well, what am I going to call it? I can't call it Alison's Teeth Whitening. I thought, and I, you know, I just literally couldn't. And I thought sparkling and then white and then smile just all just came together. I thought, is it going to be too long? And then I liked the SWS like symbol and that's how it came along. And is it, and it, that the name works for you? Yeah, really well now yeah. because SWS is the big logo and right. um, everyone always says, you work at SWS. And I'm like, right. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So you just said that you're laying in bed one night or one morning or whatever it was and you thought to yourself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this business. I need to know the story around that. Like, you know, you said early that you wanted to get your own tooth whitened or something along those lines. Yeah. You had a dream that you're going to get your tooth whitened. Take yeah. us through the story. So I had a dream that I was going to get my teeth whitened. And I Is that because some other friends who was getting the teeth whitened? No one was doing it at the time. Yeah. It wasn't even known off. Back five years ago, as you were saying before, it's, you know, you didn't even know about it all. You know, it's right, kind of just come into place now. Um, yeah, I looked up, I had a teeth uh, dream that I was going to get my teeth whitened. And then I looked up teeth whitening when I got to work. And it was... Um, Where were you working? I was working at, I was actually working at Hornsby Hospital in the mental health department. Right. And um, I looked up teeth whitening and it was like, I think it was like $1,200 at the time. And I was like, well, that's my whole weekly wage. Like never ever am I going to be able to afford that. Anyway, I remember I just kept looking and looking and looking around. And then it was, I'm not going to lie, it was quite big in the UK at the time, but there was no mobile. It was kind of professional cosmetic teeth whitening. And it was, it was kind it was probably around $400, $300. And I was like, this is interesting. Like, I'm not going to be able to get to UK, but how about I should bring it over? Because at the time I was going to go into, after I finished my nursing, I was going to go into doing cosmetics, like injectables. And I knew that I wouldn't have been good at that because I would have said to the clients, don't do it. Like, you're getting too much. And I just wouldn't have been able to sell myself. And I think you got to be, you got to love what you do to do that. And um, I remember I went home and I gave this like, mum, I should buy this teeth whitening. Like I can bring it over to Australia and no one when else. When you say you can buy this teeth like, whitening, what do you mean? Like a machine from, or something? Like, yeah, you could buy like a machine and then there was this like company that you could buy the products from. And um, What like, are we talking about? Explain to me because I don't even know what like, it is. It's a, mach- it's a yeah, machine. Like, like a- It's like a you, big machine and it's a big light and um, it's a UV light. So you like literally put it on your mouth and it's like in a box and it was, I think they were around like five grand at the time. Right. To buy one of these machines. Yeah. And, um, and then, t- and then I, I kind of was emailing the manufacturer and then he was like, I can send you all this and you know, blah, blah, blah. We can be like working together. And I took it home to my parents and I was like, dad, can I, can I do this? And he goes, don't be so stupid, Alison. Like you already owe me money for the car, like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, never going to get through my father. But I did nag my mum for three days and I gave her, I said to her, I have, I have the money. If I do this many clients a week, I promise that'll happen. And she's like, it's not going to work for you. Like there's no, there's absolutely no, like no one does it. It's not going to work. Anyway, nagged her for three days. She said, I'll give you the money back, but make sure the money's back in my in your father's account before he sees it at the end of the month. <laughs> so I had one month to return the money to my parents and, um, got the stuff and it all broke when it got here. So it was like cheap as chips like I got completely ripped off I think I can't tell my parents this I've got to fix the lights so we got the lights fixed and blah 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 me and my girlfriend were playing on it on the Thursday and we were just kind this is where it all happened so we literally snapchatted that we were doing teeth whitening the amount of like replies that I got like I never even got replies in my life but this particular day I got all these replies to people saying what are you doing like what is this let me like I really want to do it that Saturday, I got my first ever appointment. It was like clients that I had absolutely no idea. They were two clients and they said, oh, we want to get our teeth whitened. And I'm thinking, how do you even know that I do teeth whitening? I've only ever put it on Snapchat. They have seen my girlfriend's Snapchat. Anyway, and the reason that the mobile business came about was because 
I said, oh, I have to come to you. Like I'll come to you because I'm thinking I don't have a salon. I have nothing. And um, so I went to my girlfriend's house. She was a beauty therapist and I tried to put like a beauty chair in the car um, and it didn't fit in my car. So I went to Kmart and I found these chairs and they're now the big hit of teeth whining and um, went to the went to the job and one thing went to another and before I knew it, I had a client every single night. And um, within, I think it was about nine months, I was able to quit my full-time job. Okay, and, and that's that's mad. And you paid your parents back, no doubt. <laughs> well, 5, actually, I still haven't paid them back. <laughs> you still haven't paid the five thousand. <laughs> yes, they told me no, they can keep. I can keep it. <laughs> well, then, well, then they, they've sort of forgiven the loan. That'll do. So, so, so you bought this machine. Yeah. And was... you found that there was demand out there for your yeah. for your service. Yeah. And how did you work out how much money you should charge? Um, because I thought, you know what, I'm obviously not qualified. So as a dentist, you don't have to be qualified to do teeth whitening in general, but, yep. you know, dentists, are obviously you pay for the profession. Um, I was a nurse and I thought, you know what, like I, I didn't even really have a price on it, but I thought $200 people will like think it's, you know, they'll, they'll think about it. And at the time the results were really, really good. At the time I was only using, I was buying from somebody else and I was using like a wholesaler kind of thing, but you know, it got me from A to B and I was really, really like, I was loving it. Um, as time's gone on, obviously we have put the prices up, but now it's at it's at a really good retail market. So, so well, because price is really important, you can yep. sell yourself out of a market. So, yep. how much did you, did you charge? I think I started at one fifty. Right, and what do you charge now? It's three hundred. Three hundred for, for one session or yeah, whatever. Yeah, for one is, session. Is one session. So, yep. and is, you only does a customer only need um, one session? So one session is five to seven shades lighter, and then they have to do it again in six weeks, and then every six months. Do they pay each time? Um, so 150 for the six-week top-up and yep. then goes back to 200 as an existing client. Okay. So, so and five to seven shades lighter. Yeah. Um, so do, do people sort of say, look, I want, <laughs> they want 10 this. shades lighter? Or? No, not at all. No. So we, we can't guarantee any results on regards to that. In regards to how we do it, we're very educational from the start. Um, and every teeth is different. So, you know, if you come in with a level one, you're not going to get five to seven shades lighter. You're going to get half a shade lighter. Whereas if you come in with a set, level seven, then that's where we can work it. And if you come in with a level 10, you're going to get a level three. Like, do you know what I mean? Like we're very good at, at that kind of stuff in regards to the results. Like we do promote that you're going to get five to seven shades lighter. You are going to get five to seven shades lighter. We make sure of every single client. getting Right. That. Okay. So, and your business model yeah. is, did you franchise it? Is it that Yeah. Works? So I only started franchising six months ago. Um, because you got yeah, because the, the deal is you if you're busy and you're going to see your every single yeah. night of your week yeah is busy and every yeah. Saturday is busy yeah you've got to replicate yourself a hundred percent so you chose the, the structure you decided to do is franchising yeah right so that's how you replicate yourself just yeah. quickly tell me about the franchising so yeah. is it actually is a franchise under the franchise act yeah of Your course proper document uh, yeah yeah so everything you rec you how do you find these franchisees um well to be honest my franchisees actually sell my franchises for me because they go around talking about how great it is. Um, so literally I haven't had any issues with selling a franchises. I was getting like 50 inquiries a day at one stage in regards to franchising and probably promoted on Instagram every maybe once a month. Right. Um, but as I said, at the moment we're not, we don't even really need to promote because we started, we obviously put out there that we are franchising and it's kind of just gone insane. But how do you choose them though? Because if you're getting uh, 50 people, yeah. you know. Like... Um, you know what, I'd take on about five a month at the moment. Um, I like there normally is a month training as well. So we kind of want the best of the best. And there's a bit of a process. There is a long process. They've obviously got to go for, they've got to do questionnaires and then they've got to go meet the franchising team. And then it takes about four or five um, interviews before it even gets to 
myself and then I make the final decision. But, you know, this is, we have guidelines in what we're looking for. Um, in regards to- And how do you break the franchises up? Postcodes? Um, yeah, per postcode. It's but non-exclusive. Do they get one postcode? Or? I get one postcode, one postcode and it's code. non-exclusive. Yeah, so in other words, they can, they can sell into any other area? Yep. Or, or yeah, yep. Sell into, uh, what do they get that's, that is exclusive though? Um, they get first options to those jobs in that area. So uh, when the jobs come in, when the yep. inquiry comes in, it yep. comes into your website? It comes into the website. And then you push it back out to the postcode? Yep, yep. Right. So do you have, what, do you have um, digital systems to do that? Or yeah, you we do have digital it, systems and we also have a bookings team that, in the head office and they do all that. Because we're very client-based, we can't really just book online because we actually need to see the teeth first. Mm. We don't take on every single client. Um, we rec- we have to like make sure that the teeth are actually healthy to even do. So you know, if they're not healthy, we send them off to the dentist and so it's very client-based in regards to that. How so do you do that? Like, so like, let's say, um, for example, you, you book, Hugh here books in and, yep. uh, books in through your website. Yep. And, uh, you, would you send someone out to see Hugh or Hugh's no. going to come in? Uh, so, uh, Hugh books in and then what we would do is we'd uh, request to see a photo of his teeth. And then we, cause we have two different treatments that we, we have. We have like a triple treatment, which is five to seven shades lighter. And then we have a more intense one, which is, uh, seven to 14 shades lighter. And then we will recommend to them what treatment we, we think is best. Um, and, we also like we also work with dental hygienists and and like a team of dentists, um, and then if anything does happen, we'll just say like best to go get your um, clean or you have like it looks like you have a little, little bit of gum disease. It's best that you go and get it clean. We don't we just want to do everybody that's healthy um, and anyone that's not going to get results. We're very honest in that kind of aspect as well. Okay, so so you 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 filter the inquiry. Yep. At head office. Yep. And then once the inquiry has been filtered, you then pass that on to the postcode franchisee. Yep. And the postcode franchisee then, do you, make, do you make the appointment or do the postcode um, franchisee make the appointment? Well, we have access to all of their calendars, so we can definitely do it quickly. And I'm a big person that likes to get it done now because yeah. we get so many inquiries a day, things can get lost and we, I'm just all about the client. So a lot of the time the head office will kind of just, they'll have their calendars and any any of the availabilities that they're not available, they'll kind of push it out themselves. But yeah, we mostly put the, the jobs in and also send a few away if we need to. Okay. And so the franchisees are all mobile um, At the cleaners. moment they are. Yeah, so um, what will happen is... Um, the, the mobile franchisee or the mobile teeth, teeth, tooth whitener, whatever the words are. <laughs> the technician. Uh, the technician <laughs> goes out to see the client at that person's appointed place, usually their home, I guess, yep. or their office or something. I guess that could be also. And yep. what happens is what, it takes an hour or a half hour? What? It's up to two hours. Two hours, right. Yep. So the, the person has allocated a couple of hours time, a couple of hours of their time yep. and your franchisee then does the job. Yep. Then what happens then? What happens after that? Um, after- Who bills them? No, so they're already paid pre prepay before pre-paid, we even go. Right, yeah. right. And yeah. then what happens after that? What about aftercare? Yeah, so aftercare, we obviously give aftercare away. We also give our aftercare sheet and then following days follow up. Um, and then there's six week a six week follow up after the initial. Is there any treatment. pain with this stuff? Does it hurt? Um, it depends on the on the person itself. Like majority of our clients say it doesn't hurt, but there's obviously a small minority that do. Right, yeah, it can hurt. And yeah. So, it, and what about your franchises? You got to make them get professional indemnity insurance, or of course, hundred percent. So, so each one of them, or do you have a group one that covers them? No, everyone's individual. Everyone's got their own. Yeah, so, we have a, over over like sparkling white small trust. Obviously, has a main. So, one. how many franchises you got? I've got thirteen at the moment. In, is that every just in, in Sydney or everywhere? Australia. So, Australia. Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, Adelaide, um, Brisbane, Gold Coast, um, oh, Canberra, Wollongong, Newcastle. And what's your goal? <sighs> I mean, I mean to put a, a number on it. <laughs> well, you know what? There's no number. I'm going to make sure that I, I do it so everybody is successful. I'm not going to flood the market. But in regards to um, how many numbers, I honestly don't have one. 
Yeah. I've had it, I've had the com- um all the areas like spread it out and like well, how many we can actually do and stuff like that and all like the numbers of how many people are in every state, but it doesn't mean anything at the moment. You know, like obviously there's so many in Sydney. We have so many clients. I started in Sydney, so Sydney the dynamic in Sydney is huge. Melbourne's huge. Um, Perth, it's huge. You know, we can. How, how do you? I mean, could you? Is there a place more? Is any one of the postcodes? Is there some area that's more vain than everywhere else? <laughs> no, I don't really say. Every you know, everyone's got teeth. And, yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, but I probably like, but, say Sydney. Sydney, probably. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and, and within Sydney, can you give me an indication which is the most vain part of Sydney? North, south, east, west. <laughs> oh God, don't make me say probably that. Used. Um, <laughs> Anyway, They're so, my best clients. Yeah, yeah, and and okay, and uh, so I, I sort of get the general gist of sort of what you're doing, um, yeah. and I, I understand. So you're basically franchising a, a service, yeah, um, that seems to be a greater demand for. How do you tell people about your service? So how are you? How have you mm-hmm. been? playing around with social media. How does that work? I mean, you're using oh, we influencers. we spend a lot of money on marketing, let me tell you. Yeah, well, okay. Because so, well, a lot of people don't, don't understand yeah. how this works. So yeah. how are you, do you use influencers? Um, yeah, we do influencers. We don't do a lot of paid influencers though, so we offer them treatments for free. Yep, um, well, paid. Yeah, well, yeah, we're paying for the product and stuff yep. like that. But um, yeah, we have we have had ambassadors. Obviously, we had Roxy. We, I think we still have Roxy as an ambassador. Um, and Roxy doesn't mind flashing her pearly whites. Oh, she's got amazing teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and I have noticed, to be honest with you, because I've known Roxy for a long time, uh, her teeth are, look much whiter than they used to, say, when she was on my show maybe five years ago. Um, so, and I was wondering about that. Like, well, well, there you go, guys. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> You're responsible for that. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and it's interesting, one of the things I notice when she smiles is her teeth. Yeah. Well, one one of the things I notice about her, her posts, her photos. Mm-hmm. Is well, she did, she did crack her tooth and she had to get a veneer on it. But yeah, but still, yeah. She, her, they're, they're really, they look really white. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And really uh, and that's just interesting. So Roxy's one of your, like, let's call her ambassadors, but she yeah. also looks after you. With PR. Sweaty Betty looks after you. Yeah. That's Roxy Jacenko's business. Yeah. It's a PR business. Um. And many other things as well. It's not just PR, but um, so but, your use of influencers therefore hasn't been all that deep, is what you're saying. So how do you um, use Instagram? Yeah, no, we definitely use Instagram as a marketing tool, probably our main marketing tool. Um, we do a lot of digital marketing as well. Um, what do you mean by digital marketing? Digital marketing is sponsored sponsored advertising. Yep. So, for example, somebody looks up teeth whitening, all of a sudden we'll, we'll be the first to come up um, as teeth whitening. We do spend a lot of money in digital marketing, and that's been a huge success for us as well. Um, and then obviously just offering teeth whitening complimentary, and they promote it for us, and that's pretty much what I've done in regards to that. Um, so how many – What? what uh, can I ask you how many followers yeah. you've got on Instagram? Uh Probably around 60, 50. Is it you or your, your business? It's my business. As yeah. I said, me personally, I yeah, probably yeah, okay. got, I only started it this year. And do you front it though? Like, uh, um, yeah, I'm very much on it. it. Yeah, 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 I'm very much on it. Yeah. Very, everybody does know yeah. who I am in yeah. regards to that. Um, and so you've got 60,000 followers. So, um, uh, ha, and do you post but every day or yeah. a couple times a day or stories? Yeah. What are you doing? So, so now I have a marketing team. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually post every single photo myself. It's still, it's me. Like, you know, it's going to keep it real, keep it who I am. And, you know, no one can be a better person than you are. Mm-hmm. So in regards to that, every single day there, I go on to the marketing. There's a, we have like a marketing um, 
WhatsApp group and all the photos of before and afters are there and I choose which one I'm going to put post every single day. In regards to the story and stuff, I actually don't run that. Um, we have a marketing team that run all that for me. But, yeah, I already well, you have. Tell our listeners, uh, like, what, what, what time of day do you put up? Um, it depends because I'm in Perth, so we have to put into consideration. Are you Australian? No, 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 but we have a franchise in Perth. Oh, okay. So we have to put into consideration the time frame oh, okay, difference. Yeah, and yeah, what, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, you know, oh. we'd be posting Sydney at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, whereas we'd be posting Perth at 12 o'clock in the afternoon Okay, Sydney so time. that's my question so, to you. Yeah. I mean, for the listeners, how do you choose what time of day to yeah. put, put your, just, either your stories up or, your, or, or post up a um, photograph? To me, I feel like you can post all day, every right. day. It doesn't necessarily so mean... So you don't use analytics uh, around no, this stuff? No, not at all, yeah. because people are going to see it. They're going to see it anyway. So... I, I, but I'm definitely smart on what time I post what areas. So Canberra, I know that, you know, between nine to five, a lot of people in Canberra are government workers. So there's not really a point of posting at that time of the day. Sydney, yeah, I do post a lot between nine to five. Okay. that well, That's sort of my question for people listening and uh, is, do you use, you just, do well, you use your own analytics and yeah, your, own, your own discretion <laughs> or do you use actual analytics? No, data I don't analytics. use analytic right. data at all. But yeah, I do it kind of how I think like a lot of people in Sydney around we do a lot of digital marketing so we know the eastern suburbs they're going to be not much working during the day so we know that we can post digital marketing during the day in the eastern suburbs whereas the western suburbs are probably more to be working so we wouldn't post digital marketing right. happening there around right. there. So you, you sort of use gut feeling yeah you know yeah you're yeah. using gut feeling about that sort of stuff. I think that's and, something. And, and, and in terms of would you post once a day or? Um, probably about five or six. Five, six times a day. Okay, yep. so it's regular. Regular, yeah. And and then in terms of, let's say, um, let's go and look at a franchisee. Yeah. Does it, you allow franchisees also to have their own no. Instagram page? No. No, we're one team. One team. Okay. One team. So we keep it all on the one page. Um, they do have their own personal pages that they can promote through. However, in regards to actual Instagram, no, we're one page. Is that because you don't want them to get the leads direct and you want to um, manage not, the leads through the head nothing office? Nothing like that at all. I just thought, you know what, it's better to have one standard Instagram. Everybody can see that. And, and where one team, you go to Canberra, you go to Perth, you're going to get exactly the same service. Yep. And that's what I really wanted. Right, and okay. that's all we have created um, in regards to it. Every, everybody's really good between the team. Everybody, you know, gets along. If you're in Perth, you can speak to someone in Canberra. Like that's yep. the kind of, um, that's the kind of culture that I created. So what, what, how, how does exclusivity work for, yeah. where, where, yeah. I mean, I know you can, yeah. postcodes can work in other postcodes, but yeah. where, where do you, yeah, so where do you give them exclusivity if I buy if I buy Belconnen in Canberra, yeah, um, as a postcode, yeah, I, I presume I'm going to pay you for one of these franchises. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, and and by the way, just your financial model, just before yeah. I quit, yeah, are you making your money out of the franchise fee, or are you making it out of what the franchisee puts through? In other words, yeah, do, do you get a percentage of what the franchisee puts through? I take through? a cut fee a week. You, you take a one cut fee a month. A what fee? A cut fee, like it's not it's not per percentage. We're just like it's a standard fee. Yeah, you standard pay me a thousand bucks a month, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. And and you and you obviously make you 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 get some money out of them to set the franchise up. Yeah. But there's costs associated with that because you've got to 100%. put people onto that. You got to train them and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So okay, I get the the financial model. Um. So. It's, I buy a Belconnen. I pay you up front. Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to pay you every month. Yeah. Uh, standard fee. Depend, and it doesn't depend on how many people I put through. No, not okay. at all. So we have. How we do have I know that the bloke next door at uh, Manuka, whatever the next door suburb is, Belconnen? How do I know? How do I feel like I'm getting something exclusive? What, what's exclusive about that for me? Well, that's what I did. And at the start, when I first saw my first franchisee, it was blood, sweat, and tears to sell it because 
they wanted they wanted exclusivity and yeah. you know they have there's KPIs that we have that you have to do numbers and everything a week yeah you can cut their perform based on performance yeah you, you can cut them yeah but, but in so regards is, is to it because I any any is it because any inquiry you get for Bill Conant I'm going to get exactly right uh, that's my exclusivity yeah. so yeah. You, okay so you're going to say Mark any inquiry comes through our website because of all our activity yeah. Our, you're going to get that first. You're going to get that. Yeah. And, and what but, happens if I don't but that, talk to that person? I don't see my. I stuff it up. In regards to what? Sorry. Yeah. What happens if I don't sort of do the right thing, or I don't don't turn up to a, to the Walking. appointment or whatever? Yeah. There is three strikes involved in the and then franchise what happens agreement. Do you just tra- transfer that that customer across to the, the next? Yeah. So if, for closest. example, the business runs seven days a week, so obviously it's we have um, the franchises are, are per state. So for example, you buy. Let's just go North Sydney in in Sydney. Mm. So you get first option to all North Sydney jobs, and you can travel anywhere around um, New South Wales. However, if we sell one in Bondi, and that particular day the girl in Bondi isn't available, but our client wants that particular day, well, we're going to offer it to somebody else. And do they bid for it? Or? No, we'll just say the next person that's available. Yeah, so you put in a, it's a yeah. cab rank thing. Yeah, yeah, and we just say the next person that's available. But at the moment, we don't really have that problem. We haven't. We have an amazing team, and I think that's where. The line is I literally, I take on, like it's so hard to even get a franchise with us because I'm so strict on who I take on because I want that, I want that to stay across the board. Okay. And, and uh, uh, how long does it take a franchisee to yeah. become a profitable? Well, is it, that's what everybody, what's the lead time? it's a really good turnover. So it's a, it's a cheap buy-in. And then obviously we're saying around, we want everyone to do 130 clients minimum a month. And um, yeah, we've seen huge success in the last six months. So, they get, so you're getting that much inquiry for the 13 franchises that you've got at the moment, 13, yeah. is it? and you're getting enough inquiry. So at some stage, yeah. you've got to work out the, the mathematics between yeah. how many inquiries do I need to get to give them a, to yeah. give the number of franchisees that I want to grow to, mm-hmm. such that each one can get a minimum. Well, not a minimum, yeah. but a number we, of We don't guarantee any work. Enough. We don't guarantee any work, so they obviously have to go yeah, out and do their... Yeah, but you don't but, guarantee you're going to have to deliver it. Yeah, 100%. But um, I, I don't know, like, it's it's the hard question that you're asking in regards to that because... That's what I'm asking. It. Yeah. <laughs> I ask hard questions from time to time. <laughs> um, but I think, I think you know, in regards to that, we, we'll come back to that when we look at it and we maybe we have to even drop the numbers down in regards to how many clients they'll do. But at the moment, we have not enough franchises and too many clients. So... They're yeah, working yeah, around. You've got, you got more inquiry than yeah. you have franchisees. Yeah, yeah. At some stage, that'll it'll, it will it'll, shift it'll flip a little over. bit. Yeah, hundred percent. And that'll mean that you're going to have to have much more um, and, impact and emphasis on your marketing. In regards to that, we'll have a bigger marketing budget, so we'll be able to yeah. do a lot more bigger marketing stuff. And I keep saying to all my franchisees, the bigger the company gets, the bigger everybody gets because we have a lot more to play with. Yeah. So yeah, that's sensible. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. So yeah. you know, you're growing. You're growing yeah. relatively right. So, yeah. So. This is fantastic. I mean, I, I think it's brilliant. I think you, you're obviously going to make a few mistakes on the way through, but I, I reckon you're the sort of person to roll all your errors and, and, yeah. and, and improve I've on made them. a lot of mistakes already. I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask me one question because, you know, we're running short of time and yeah. the podcast only go for a certain period. So what, what, what's the one question you'd like to ask me? What can I do differently? Wow. <laughs> I don't know enough about your business to say what you can in, do in the In the two hours that we've been talking for, yeah. what can I do differently? I'm, I love taking advice. I don't think from- so. I don't think I don't think you should do anything differently because it's all working okay. I wouldn't yeah. change what you're doing, but what I would say to you is that there's going to come in time. Don't know when. It's probably by the way you're growing. That'll be dependent upon your growth tra- trajectory, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you have to sit down and be much more analytical, and yeah. I mean in a data sense. Yeah. Um, not only as to, um, not only as to um, how you select franchisees. 
um, not only as to how you attract and or how you deal with your marketing agenda, mm-hmm. as opposed to right now you're doing a lot of things based on instinct, mm-hmm. but probably more importantly as to how you manage, because someone's going to come to you, you're going to want sooner or later go to someone to become an investor. Yep. And uh, because you're going to want to grow the business beyond a certain point. 100%. And someone's going to have to put the money in. Yep. And if I was you, I would be starting to collect all this data now because the first thing investors are going to say, show me, show me the numbers. Mm-hmm. Show me your your data and your analytics. And I think a data scientist in a business like yours, mm-hmm. sooner or later, will be very important. Yeah. Can I ask one more quick question? Yeah, but I, I haven't finished yet. Okay. <laughs> so I will be looking to get a data scientist at some stage to set up proper structures within your business because your business is very data. You might yeah. not think so at the moment, but it's going to be, become very data dependent. Yeah on who the right franchisee is, where do you get the best um, outcomes within a franchise, how does the best price for a franchise to enter into that market and mm-hmm. how do they make money over time, how many, what's my optimum position in terms of franchisees versus um, inquiry, mm-hmm. how do I build my inquiry better? Because, you know, you can sort of say, oh, I can double my marketing budget. Well, someone's going to say to you as an investor, that, yeah, okay, double your marketing budget, um, but how many people are you going to get and how are you going to get them? Mm-hmm. And you got to show the data. You got to start to build up. So I, I would think about it part-time data scientist might be a good idea, but also to build you a build the architecture around the data. Yep. That's that's the first and most probably the most important thing I would be looking at for you right now. Yeah. The rest of the stuff I'd just keep going. Your energy is fantastic. Your product yep. sounds great. Yeah. You've got the right image. Everything else is going really well for you. Um, yeah. The only other thing I would ask you is, I would say to you too is, the question I would ask is, what's the regulatory environment going to look like for you down the track? Um, because you could, you could potentially get regulated out of the industry if there's some problem or some, you know, someone's teeth fall out or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what is the regulatory environment for you down the track? That, that's a question. I don't know the answer. You don't have to answer it now. Mm-hmm. What's your other question quickly? So you're obviously a big inspiration of mine. Like, Thank you. How did you get there? Like what did you do? What was, you know, like how are you where you are today? I kept making mistakes. Yeah. And But unfortunately today you can't do that. Yeah. You, you can't make too many mistakes today and you're in, in – in business today, it mm-hmm. just doesn't work the same as it did when I did what I did. Mm-hmm. I just kept making mistakes, but I would recognize the mistake very quickly and I'd repair it. Yeah. Um, uh, how did I get to where I got to? I just never give up. Yeah. You know, I don't say, I never say I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I always say I can be done. I yep. try everything yep. until it doesn't work and I stop trying it. Yeah. Um, and if it works, I keep doing it and I, and I just keep yeah. amplifying it. And what's really important, I think it's really important, something you said earlier, is I make sure that everybody is, who comes on board with me has the same mindset. And yep. they last five minutes if they don't. Yeah. So I'm pretty brutal in that regard. I probably brutal is probably not where you you are, but I mean I am brutal in my in the way I execute. Yeah. Um, and I'm always honest. Yeah. I don't talk shit. Yep. To anybody. I love that. I tell them what I think, think straight up, so they know where they stand. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like it, bad luck. Yeah. Because there's not enough time in this. Hundred percent. So, you know, you're younger. It's gonna be a bit harder because you're gonna be dealing with people your age and or. Older, I'm dealing with people who are always younger than me, so yeah. I can get away with it. So it's a bit easier. But but you've got to remember that. It just yeah. it's your business. You yeah. have to direct traffic no matter what. Yeah. And you said a really important thing. You've got to get people in your business in their skill sets who are better than you. Recognise where you're good. Yeah. And more importantly, know where you're weak. Exactly. And I'm An very old good guy at that. called Jack Gibson, famous rugby league coach, he was the first super coach of all time. You know, really famous guy. Said to me and his friend of mine, he unfortunately passed away, but his friend of mine said to me, Mark. Play to your strengths. Yep. That's great, but work on your weaknesses. 100%. So that's the most important thing. You've got to know your weaknesses. You've got to keep working on them. Yep. Good luck. Thank you so much. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.